as the acceptance of expanded human potential gains mainstream momentum, the question has shifted from what is possible in our lives to how do we actually do it? How do we awaken our extraordinary potential in everyday life? Welcome to part four of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Today, we'll continue our exploration of how exactly we live up to the full potential that we all have within us, or like the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. Today, as we cover part four of this exploration, we'll identify clear strategies to awaken the extraordinary potential in each of us. And these will be evidence-based strategies that are backed by science. We'll do this by looking at Chapter 4 of Becoming Supernatural, a book that's the first-of-its-kind manual that does precisely this. It leads us on a step-by-step journey to achieving our greatest potential in body, in health, relationships, and our life purpose, and allows us to make that journey at our own pace. Today we'll cover chapter four of this book called The Blessing of the Energy Centers, and we'll learn exactly how to use this powerful energy that we all have to create something new in our life or to direct this energy towards healing our body or tap into increased creativity using our intuitive factors. Today we'll bring all parts of our study together and make it all applicable. We'll also connect the science to this practice and places on past episodes where we can strengthen our understanding of these concepts that are difficult to apply since we weren't taught how to manage our energy in school, nor were we taught how to harness the power of a meditation practice for healing our body or creating new results. I did want to mention how I love hearing from people from all over the world with their experience of studying Dr. Dispenza's work. For many who've been on this journey for years, this is just a review and a reminder of different ways that we can all continue to build on the knowledge that we've learned over the years. Even Dr. Dispenza himself has mentioned the immense learning that took place for him over the years, which is a good reminder for all of us that we're all on a journey in this thing called life, and it takes time to unlock our greatest potential. It takes time, awareness, and practice. I do hope that our review today helps us to all unlock more of the mysteries within the unseen world as we learn to put these concepts into practice into our daily lives. And I'm sure we'll return to this episode series in the future, but this is where we start our journey today. Welcome back to season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. Using what I saw as the missing link, the application of practical neuroscience. 
I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning, and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. For those tuning into this episode and you've not listened to part one, episode 306 yet, or part two, episode 310, or part three, episode 311, I do encourage you to begin there. You'll learn the background of where I first learned about Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and see how he fits into what we've been covering on this podcast for the past 10 seasons. For today's episode number 313, Decoding Our Thoughts, How to Build a Better Future with the Power of Our Mind, and Part 4 of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, we'll look at Chapter 4 of Becoming Supernatural, called The Blessing of the Energy Centers, where we'll now put all of what we've learned into practice. And the first part of understanding and using the potential that we all have within us is with the understanding of electromagnetic frequencies, since we're all made of either light and information or energy and consciousness. And this was what our whole episode number 312 with David Wong was all about. He taught us of the importance of keeping our energy or our frequency high at all times with some ideas of how to raise our frequency and tap into higher levels for improved health, wealth, and success. When we think of the unlimited power or potential that each of us holds within us, it's helpful to think of the light spectrum of electromagnetic frequencies that shows that there are things or frequencies that we can see, like visible light, but there's others we cannot see, like x-rays or even radio waves. And I put a diagram in the show notes that clearly shows there's a sea of invisible frequencies that all carry encoded information. And just because we can't see a certain frequency, it doesn't mean it isn't there. We all have access to this unlimited potential or sea of possibility that we've talked about throughout this series that we know science has proven is there. Our body is made up of light and information and energy and consciousness, and we're all conscious beings with a body that sends and receives frequencies just like a radio. Just like how we tune in to certain radio stations and hear our favorite songs on that station. When we want to listen to different music, we change the station and tap into a different frequency. So what radio station are you projecting out into the world? We've talked about this before on the podcast, that it's important what we think and feel, because others can tap into our energy or frequency. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that some people project positive energy or vibes, while others, it's just the opposite. Remember, all frequencies carry information. And as our energy increases or the frequency speeds up, the wavelength decreases. Look at how the waves in the diagram are closer together at the left of the diagram. As our energy decreases or our frequency slows down, the wavelength increases and the waves get longer and longer to the right of the diagram. So what does this mean? 
Think about it. Lots of energy, lots of shorter waves. Less energy, less and longer waves. And this makes sense to me as we build momentum while we're working. Our energy increases and so do the waves we create. We can get into a rhythm where energy carries us forward, whether we're physically tired or not, because we've built momentum with our energy versus when our energy slows down, it takes more time to build that momentum. So how do we use our mind to increase the amplitude of the frequency of our thoughts? I first attempted to explain this in my first book, The Secret for Teens Revealed, back in 2008 on the lesson on the mind. You can see the image I drew in the book in the show notes. If I had my powerful, strong thoughts on the left side and the weaker, slower thoughts on the right side, it would match identically to Dr. Dispenza's diagram in chapter four of his book on electromagnetic frequencies. What I wanted to show with this diagram was that we can use the power of our mind or our will to increase the amplitude of each frequency that increases the power of our thoughts. So what does this mean? Just put some effort into our thinking, which is hard work to actually think a focused thought. But with practice, we can change weak thoughts and turn them into more powerful and effective thoughts. I heard this quote the other day, which brings this image and idea to life. Henry Ford says that thinking is hard work, which is why there are so few people doing this. This rings true to me, especially while writing this series on Dr. Dispenza's work. I had to think hard while reading each chapter and then take what I was learning and see how exactly this applies to our life. Thinking is hard work and it's exhausting. This four-part series spans over a three-month period for exactly this reason, and we're only taking a shallow dive with this. When we're using our mind to think new thoughts, it will take a lot of energy to do this. So be sure when you're applying the ideas in this four-part series that you're getting plenty of rest while consolidating these ideas. So let's go back to understanding frequencies. I think by now you'll agree with me that we've painted a clearer picture of different kinds of frequencies that exist in the world and how we can tune in or tap into different frequencies, just like tuning into different radio stations with the suggestion to make our thoughts more powerful by using our will to concentrate and increase the amplitude of our thoughts. So how do we learn to tune in to different frequencies? This is where Dr. Dispenza launches us into his world of meditations. We don't need to use his. We've mentioned that there are many different meditation types that you can use, and I'm sure you'll have your favorite. I wouldn't have even known about Dr. Dispenza's meditations if that person hadn't have commented on our episode on raising HRV levels, letting me know about Dr. Dispenza's courageous heart meditation. Dr. Dispenza actually has a meditation that goes along with this chapter, and it's called the Blessing of the Energy Centers, and this helps us to put this chapter into practice, and there are five of them, starting with level one and progressing through level five. Before I explain what we'll learn to do with this meditation, I've got to say that I'd love to see how he mentions that this specific meditation will help us to improve our convergent our narrow, and our divergent going from narrow to more broad focus. 
We dove deep into these two types of thinking on our fourth part of the Silva Method. We covered this final part of creating something creative and innovative by going back and forth between these two types of thinking. Just a review, divergent thinking is where we take a known object in the world and expand upon this idea. The more ideas, the better. We wander through our ideas that we already know from our memory bank with the hopes that the connections we make will reveal something new. That's tapping into our creativity and innovation. Then there's convergent thinking that's the opposite of divergent thinking, but it's where we use our focus and persistence to narrow in on an idea, helping us to make sense of it in the real world. And we use Dr. Andrew Huberman's research in part four of the Silva Method. If you want to dive deeper into Dr. Huberman's thorough explanation of creativity in the brain, he takes things much deeper than we cover. He doesn't miss anything, and he even goes in to show us the parts of the brain that light up when we're involved in divergent versus convergent thinking, and the two types of meditation that he says are proven to improve these ways of thinking. He says that open, monitored meditation, like closing your eyes and paying attention to your thoughts without judgment, is well documented to improve our divergent thinking capability. And focused attention meditations, like staring at a flame of light or Dr. Dispenza's blessing of the energy centers that we're covering today, is another way to improve our convergent thinking capabilities. Dr. Dispenza explains that his blessing of the energy center meditation that takes us through each of our energy centers, or chakras, helps us to strengthen our divergent thinking ability, our narrow focus, as we put our attention on each of the chakras in our body. Then we strengthen our convergent thinking ability when we take our focus off something narrow, our chakras, and expand our thinking into the quantum world where we go from something to nothing, which we know as a sea of possibility for us to all access and tap into the unlimited potential this world of creativity and innovation. So how does energy flow in our body? We heard it from Dr. Konstantin Korokov from episode 307 that in order to create balance in our body, he suggests we learn how to balance our chakras. Dr. Dispenza explains in chapter 4 of Becoming Supernatural that we have eight chakras, And the first three, our root, our sacral, and our solar plexus, are the energy centers we use when we're in survival mode. And the goal of his blessing of the energy center meditation is to learn how to open up all of the chakras, creating balance in our body, and open ourselves up to new ideas and creativity as we move through all of our chakras to the last one above our head. And he reminds us, don't get stuck in the first three energy centers, which reminded me of the famous and most misunderstood chapter from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book that was all about the transmutation of sex energy. If you read this chapter and wondered, how do we transmute our energy from a lower form to a higher? This chapter explains it. As we work on opening each chakra, moving past the first three, and opening up our heart, we'll begin to feel more gratitude and move into creative thinking, tapping into our subconscious mind. We'll now be creating a coherent heart and brain, aligning all of our chakras, and now the magic happens. 
This is the power behind Dr. Dispenza's Blessing of the Heart Meditations, and this understanding can help us to apply this powerful technique of blessing our energy centers, opening up our heart, and tapping into our subconscious mind to create new ideas or opportunities in our future with this meditation, if we choose it, or one that you might know of that also allows you to open up your chakras. So how do we put this meditation into practice? Step one, you can listen to Dr. Dispenza's Blessing of the Energy Center. I put a link to the YouTube of it in the show notes, and you can see how he takes us through each of our chakras. Step two, notice when you're using convergent, narrow focus, versus divergent, opening up your focus to the world during this practice. Step three, Start your own meditation practice blessing your energy centers and see what you notice. Step four, notice when you're stuck in the first three energy centers in survival mode, working on moving to the heart chakra, opening up more love and gratitude, which will take you towards more creativity and innovation in your life. While I know I'm not the best artist, I think you'll get the idea from the image that I attempted to sketch out in the show notes. Our goal is to balance all eight of our chakras that will keep our energy field strong. If you see the image that I drew on the right, this person is only operating from their first three chakras and their energy field is diminished. When we're operating in survival mode, especially when we're under stress, it's very difficult to think, create, and innovate. And step five, Write down any new insights that you gain from this practice. Over time, you'll be tapping into your subconscious mind where you'll have access to the quantum world that we've been studying in the three parts of this book study. This is where we'll go to create something new and exciting in our future with the power of our own mind. We'll become supernatural and prove that common people can truly do the uncommon. To review and conclude episode 313, Decoding Our Thoughts, How to Build a Better Future with the Power of Our Mind, and part four of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, we covered chapter four of his book with five tips for putting the blessing of the energy center meditation into practice. This is our final look at Dr. Dispenza's book, where you'll see now why it's a shallow dive, not a deep one. This is just the beginning and requires work from all of us to see the results that we do when we're doing things in a certain way. Just a reminder, in this four-part series we covered, in part one, chapter one, we opened the door to the supernatural with some thoughts for us to put this chapter into practice in our daily life. We thought about what do we really want? Have we made a committed decision towards our goals? And we looked at have we let go of what others think of us and surrendered to doing what it takes to achieving our goals. Then we looked at chapter two of the book, the present moment, with some thoughts for us to put this chapter into practice in our daily life. We looked at are we aware of the energy we broadcast out into the world? We looked at are we doing everything possible to move the needle towards our goals or whatever it is we're working on. And then we looked at if we've made space for unknown events to occur in our life to move us forward. 
And in the middle of researching this book, we reached out to Dr. Konstantin Korokov for our insightful interview 307, where we learned that we're light beings, spiritual beings. And his advice to us was to be sure that we find a way to balance the chakras in our body. His work with the GDV technology that took Curlian photography to new heights reminded me of what's possible when we believe in ourselves and use our mind to think creatively and then take action on the ideas that we create in our minds. There isn't anything we can't accomplish. Or like the name of Dr. Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. In part two of our review, we looked at three important concepts in Dr. Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, that have the ability to change our life when implemented. We looked at accessing the present moment. We looked at mental rehearsal, priming our brain and body for a new future. And then we looked at how we elevate our emotions. In part three, we practice dropping into the present moment, opening up that doorway to the quantum world, setting a clear intention of what we wanted to change in our life. We looked at how to change our energy. We looked at how to uncover what we learn in the quantum world and then how to record what we're learning and keep working. And finally, in part four and chapter four of Dr. Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural, We looked at the blessing of the energy center meditation that requires us to now implement everything we've learned in this book. We looked at the power of our energy and understanding frequency. We looked at using our mind to imagine our energy and thoughts, using our focus and concentration to create stronger, more powerful thoughts, how our energy flows in our body, a look at the eight chakras, and why we want to move our energy to the top four chakras in our body to create new ideas in our life and keep our energy field strong. Now the work begins. Like I said when we first started this review, this is a shallow dive. The work begins now, and the work on ourselves will be daily to keep our chakras aligned and balanced and find new ways that we can move our energy from the lower parts of our body up to our heart, throat, head, and beyond, where we can now tap into creative and innovative forces of energy to help us with whatever it is we're working on, our health, our personal lives, our professional lives, or our wealth. I hope now we can all see how to awaken our extraordinary potential in our everyday life and that you can see how you can become supernatural and achieve things that are not commonly seen. And with that, I'll close out this episode. For those in the U.S. celebrating Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And for the rest of our listeners, I'm sending love and gratitude for all of you who tune in each week. And we'll see you when we return in December. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 